you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to go to youtube.com, fortunate Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. You can see all the wonderful videos we have over there. There's 4,000 videos or something like that going on. It's just an endless amount of video watching that you can take you to. You can go to, of course, refer the show to your to your family, friends, and relatives at iTunes, Google Play, all the different places you can consume podcasts as well. You can also go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, see everything we're reading and reviewing over there. And also all of our groups we have, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, they're all over the place. Today we have a most amazing guest on the show. I think you're going to love him and some of his brilliance that he has in his experience and career that he's going to be sharing with us from his company. Uh, His name is Rick Burnett. And he is the founder and CEO at Lane Access down there in the Costa Mesa, California, beautiful area of California. Of course, what California part of California isn't? Uh, There might be a couple parts. Anyway, Rick has devoted his career to solving the pain points and excessive costs that have crippled the supply chain industry for decades, particularly in the freight trucking sector. As a veteran of both trucking logistics and software development, Rick has a clear view of both the massive inefficiencies baked into freight hauling as well as the massive benefits mobile technology can bring to trucking. As early as the mid-2000s, Rick knew GPS technology could lead to a direct model where manufacturers could connect directly to drivers, cutting out expensive intermediaries such as freight brokers and third-party logistic companies. And they charge up to a 50% commission for often opaque and inefficient services. And Rick set out to develop such a better system. Rick, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, Chris. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time and the opportunity to speak with you. I appreciate to have you on as well. This sounds like quite the industry you're talking about disrupting, but give us your plugs so that people can find out more about you and where to look you up on the interwebs. Yeah, laneaccess.com would be a great place to start. Uh, and then accesstoken.io is our digital asset that we're building and deploying on the blockchain. And implemented, focused on the U.S. here first, but then uh, obviously this is a global problem, issue, and need. So we're going to expand over the years to come. So Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into this business, how you grew up, what motivated you want to start a company, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I've always had that pretty much entrepreneurial spirit. I was in trucking for another year and the transportation, brokerage, logistics side. Really got into this over a decade ago. Started about eight years ago when I moved out of a partnership with a trucking company and started into filing patents around what I felt was the future of transportation. Today, we have patents around shipper carry interaction optimization uh, platform. That's the legal description. Basically, what we are is we're the industry first brokerless direct freight network. Awesome sauce. And so what, what motivated you want to get into that business? Was it just something that worked for you, appealed to you, or what was the the fi- founding behind that? Yeah, just from, I guess it's 
doing a football analogy, right? Things that you're in training camp and you learn and, and you trial by trial and error. And in the trenches, that is difficult. And then you, you implement plays to solve it. And, and these what work. I know in 2012, we ran number trucks for peak season for UPS. Just the colossal failure in the operational side that happens during peak season, which is a week before Thanksgiving all the way up to Christmas. And just spending 20 hours in a 24-hour day in a conference room managing those and just how inefficient it actually was. In the time when technology was advancing, I'm like, this is an opportunity to fix this problem. And a lot of those problems are still going on today. But technology is advancing to the point where there can be a direct network deployed now. Wow. And so your company helps to deploy that, helps work with uh, setting up direct networks or has a direct network. How does that work? Yeah. So we built a, a technology system that's like on the front end, LinkedIn or Facebook, if you will, that allow a direct connection and a marriage between a shipper and a carrier in a form of a relationship. So we're layering the contractual side on the blockchain. So we, if a shipper says, okay, I want to build my direct relationship with carriers, it's all my freight today. And I want to go contractually direct. You have that capability of, of through lane access. So the front end side, you can query and say, okay, show me the owner in a 60-mile radius of Chicago. What a oh, wow. lot of people don't realize is there's 1.8 million-plus trucking companies in the United States. Wow. There's 930,000 owner-operators, and there's 1.4 million trucking companies that have five trucks or less. So there's just an inability for a Walmart, an Amazon, a UPS, or the rest of them to contractually deal with five, six, seven hundred thousand different trucking companies, right? If you are manually processing the load level management, the contractual, make sure they're under insurance and all this other stuff. So we digitalize the entire network so that you can now go direct and you can negotiate direct and you can pay direct. And then the token side of it, access token, validates all these various different touching points of the data and builds that into quantifiable network perspective that has value as the network grows. There you go. So this is really interesting. So do you guys also help trucks? Because I know one thing that truckers are always trying to do is if they're owner operators, they're they're always trying to go drop a load, but then pick one up to pay for the way back. Is that one of the things you guys help facilitate? Yeah. When you come to lane access, it's really about building direct contractual relationship with who you want to do business with. Mm. And we're going to give you that option. And so there's a million trucks that move empty every day in the U.S. Why? And a lot of this was really highlighted a year ago when the pandemic happened and there was the shelves in. Why are they empty? The trucks are there. The products are there. There's just no visibility into the network. So we're providing that visibility in the network so that these trucks now can build them direct relationships. So when they're coming on an hour's reset or they're ending on a load, they can now directly connect with that shipper, find a load and get back out instead of going empty. Wow. So one of my first companies that was really successful was a courier company and we did shipments, but it was all like paper and stuff. So we weren't taking big stuff like FedEx and UPS or or trucks per se, but we had vehicles running around doing pickups and, and stuff for mostly mortgage documents and transactions, signed papers, legal documents, things of that nature. But yeah, we had, we lived in that world where like, where's the driver at the thing? He's not answering the phone. We can't find him. And then I remember when GPS started coming in and they were starting putting GPS on trucks 
And I guess now most all the trucks have GPS built in. That's interesting because from a network perspective, you're talking five plus million, you know, truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Talking about the CDL, and there's classifications in 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 transportation: truckload less than truckload, last mile movements, and then you have box truck. A lot of those, and still regulated, and it's still trucking. But in in the GPS track, you have proprietary systems that a Walmart or FedEx or UPS or JB Hunt or the rest of these have GPS tracking. Yes. But when you go to the 97% of the industry, which is the 1.4 million trucking companies or less, they don't have truck. They don't have tracking because they have an owner operator. Or if they have it, who's sharing that from a network perspective? What are you tracking if you're not on a load itself? Why are you tracking an owner operator, right? And and or how do you tap into a, a 930,000 owner operator network that has GPS tracking on where you're on that load? And because you're really interested in your load, you're not interested in where he's going and what he's doing. You're interested in your product when it's on that shelf. So that's what we're doing, Chris. We're building that GPS tracking element of load level management, tracking, messaging, in-app communication, electronic documentation on that 97% on that. 1.4 plus million trucking company industry. Wow. That's wild, man. Trying to get this all organized is really important. And I guess is your target audience mostly small owner operators or is it yes. larger networks or mostly smaller yes. owner operators? Yeah. Yeah. Smaller independent owner operators. And in essence, what our grand goal is in one element from Homeland Security and to the U.S., we were, we're we're in the process of, of trying to communicate and work with them to build an aviation system for trucking. When the towers got hit, they fell, and within two hours, they were able to ground all planes. How did they do that? They did that by having visibility in the network and ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. Okay, in, tra- in trucking, if you had a single network that had, from a visibility standpoint and a communication standpoint, then five plus million trucks in a single network. Well, how do you do it? Because now there is electronic logging devices federally mandated as the end of December, 2019. You now, and we've built the APIs from our network portal that we can communicate with the 400 plus ELD companies. So we could point that positioning to a single network. And now if something happened, we could communicate and dispatch and locate trucks in order to move product or various different, whatever you needed. And so as that technology realization, you know, comes to the forefront, I think there's a real possibility that in the next three to five years, the U.S. will have a single transportation network for information, wear and tear on roads, emissions, efficiency, dispatch, communication, various different things. And quite frankly, we have the technology today that could do that. Would that be like a FAA sort of thing? Only it would be called something else, but it would be yeah, like... Yeah, I would call it the Federal Trucking Network. That has a lot of value for a lot of different reasons. And they're tracking all of this stuff now because that that was one of the things, Chris, we're a seven-year-old software company and three or four short years ago, less than 10% of them had a fund and less than 10% of them had electronic logging devices because they didn't want to be tracked. They had paper hours of service. Now that it's federally mandated and now these guys are quite frankly, pretty tech savvy because one thing they have is they have time on their hands. So now that they have a device in their hand, they're they're farting around with it and, and learning how to use it. And they're going to different stuff. And now they're communicating. And now they're actually creating podcasts and TikToks and various different community things that they're finding out that they have downtime. They're trying to monitor. Yeah. And it's shifting. There's a paradigm shift into this industry in a lot of different areas 
But from the capability of building a direct network, it's there now. Yeah. It's, I, I spoke years ago at a trucking convention thing, I think in Missouri. And yeah, they were asking me, how can we make money on the road? And how can we deal with a lot of the issues that you guys are focusing on helping them with? And I was like, yeah, you can make YouTube videos and podcasts and do all sorts of different things. And they were trying to, I think back then, I don't know, they were trying to get their head around it because yeah. they're, they're truckers. They're not really used to being Instagram stars or something. You know? Yeah, but, as funny as that is, it's true though, right? Mm-hmm. It's changing because these guys now, they're owner operators and they used to be owner operators trucking and now they're owner operators of a business mm-hmm. and I, I think they're looking at that now in the ways that hey can i monetize other things of value that i'm bringing and that's what the u.s is right it's the greatest playground to create an opportunity if you're willing to work yeah and i guess what's good about you guys sir one of the things that's good about you guys service is that you guys beat these freight broker margins of 20 to 50 percent so yeah. a lot of truckers are having to pay these brokers to get them a ride, get them a haul back. Yeah, you can go to Google and you can Google okay DAT, which is the largest load board, truck stop DAT, and there and there's eight hundred fifty to nine hundred thousand loads a day. And what is that? That's brokered loads or a shipper that's looking for capacity. So mm-hmm. that's let's just call it a million loads a day, and that's our first target is to efficiently start to through a network bring more efficient from that inefficient process of calling a phone number to find that information on that load. And then the guy has to call you back or he doesn't answer or it's not a load that you're interested in because of a rate and it's all margin driven. So there's from a network perspective and we don't mark up the freight. It's a direct connection and a relationship with the shipper. They negotiate directly on the load. So if it's a thousand dollars, that's what he's getting. And for us, this is a full transparency. And it's not about eliminating brokers. They do a great job or, or 3PLs, or it's not about a particular class. It's just technology advancing into improvement of the inefficiencies that are out there through technology. It's like Blockbuster, right? It's not that you save money on renting a Netflix movie, but it's more convenient. Right. You don't have to you can scroll through on your TV and not move and order a movie and watch it and be done. You don't have to go to the store and pick up the thing. And and if it's not in, you you reserve it and come back and take back the right. It's what it is. And, And it's the same thing in other direct models that's happened from airline tickets to truck state stock trading to banking to basically everything is moving to ability to where. The two parties that's involved in this is a shipper and a carrier. And in that, we're giving them the most cost-effective direct connection ability. And once that relationship is confirmed, then we give them with our mobile app called Freight Vision, real-time information, ability to communicate directly with that driver as a load. You don't have to make phone calls. You have to write down paperwork. And, and you have that direct connection in real-time and then everything is timestamped to where the, the token is validating all of these important data points. Like we're going to be scoring driver performance. So you're going to be able to look at the network. Like we both have a FICA score, right? What is that? That's a risk assessment. Okay. So from a network in five years, you're going to be able to look at it and say, okay, this guy's on time 99.7% of the time. This guy's on time 86.0%. You can negotiate better rates if you want, because the guy's performance is less or you can get paid more because your performance is good if it's a just-in-time or, or various different sensitive cargo that you deserve because you have data to back. There's nothing that you can say, I need an increased rate for this reason because you can't prove because there's no data in transportation. You can look at a location and you can say, oh, this address picks up here and this address takes four hours to load. 
I'm a trucking company. I'd say, hey, I need $250 more on this load because I'm going to miss my hours of reset and I can't deliver that. And, and based on the parameters that you're saying. So through data in a network perspective, and I'm not talking singular, there's proprietary systems that bring value. But what I'm talking about from a network is the 97% of the industry, and it's just math. So if 97% of this industry is smaller independent, then that's who's hauling the freight. What we're talking about is how are they efficiently doing that? And that's the point that we're focused on. Awesome. Awesome. But this sounds like a quite an interesting business to be in. I didn't realize that markups are 50% for these brokers and stuff. And that's, that, But it's unregulated. Yeah, so, so what happens is that if you look at the, the facts in, from data in the last 15 years, the margins, profit margins of freight brokers and 3PLs have rised at a time when technology has rised which is, is in more lot of businesses has decreased in, in the cost and margin for the entity that's doing it. Well, so they've increased their profit margins. And what they've done is 15 years ago, a Ford, Chrysler, GM, and all the rest of these, they wanted to get rid of legacy costs. So they didn't want to pay a guy 30 years after retired. So they started outsourcing to 3PLs to manage all their transportation costs because it was less money. And then they've used the internet to build network of lane information of where these smaller independent guys run. And they know he's got to be back tomorrow from Atlanta to Chicago. And they're going to fill it with the backhaul rate because they have visibility into where they built this network of information. They know where these guys run and they know that, okay, he's going to take a lot better rate because he's got to get back. And, and so from that, the shipper doesn't realize any of those benefits and the trucking company doesn't realize any of those benefits because the only guy that's got that information is the broker of 3PL. And oh. he's not being transparent. The shipper doesn't know what the carrier's getting. The carrier doesn't know what the shipper's paying. Mm. He gets paid directly from the broker and the shipper pays directly the broker. So wow. what we're doing is we're just dropping the veil of this middle and saying, come direct. And contract, negotiate, and, and pay direct. Wow. So you, you just take out the middleman. Very simple and easy. This is pretty disruptive. And so now, let's talk about what's going on. Now, you have this uh, available so that truckers can download it off the App Store for both Google and iTunes as well? Yeah. So it's really you come to laneaccess.com. That's the portal entry. What the mm -hmm. mobile app does today is it has full functionality of the network portal, but it's real. You come to the network and you build your contract, your connections, you negotiate directly. The mobile app is really designed for the driver aspect of tracking, communicating in real time. So we have a web portal application side. You come to laneaccess.com and then Freight Vision is our mobile app that connects to the portal. Mm -hmm. So arbitrarily, you just being, there's no value for you to download Freight Vision because it's not going to do anything to you because it's going to ask you what your DOT number because your commute in the U.S., every trucking company has a DOT number, Department of Transportation number, and it's, and it's regulated by the Department of Transportation. You, the driver, you have a, a CDL, commercial driver's license, and you are connected to that DOT, that trucking company that you work for. So it's different than an Uber model to where you can drive for Uber, Lyft, and any DoorDash and everybody else because you have a driver's license to drive and deliver. In, in Class 8, which is commercial driver's license, CDL, you can't do that. You can only drive for one trucking company at a time mm -hmm. because whatever you do, you affect that trucking company's called safer assist, their rating within the DOT. So if you get an accident, that affects their, their rating. Eventually, you could get your DOT restricted 
or removed because you're a risk, right? So it's a different model than a standard, this is business, right? Uh, in the form that it's a regulated, federal regulated business. And so the app isn't just an app that people go around, it's a business app. And it's connected to the trucking company that you work for that points to the portal and whatever you do, we collect data. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This is pretty cool. So let's talk about the other thing you're doing, the the crypto thing or the uh, blockchain thing. Tell us about that and how that works. Yeah, about four years ago, three and a half years ago, we filed, uh, formed Access Token International, which is a Cayman Island company. We did that in the form of to make sure that we're legally compliant within the U.S. security laws. And so that was formed in November of 2017. We executed a smart contract in January of 2019 and deployed Access Token on the Etherscan. So that's been sitting there. And we partnered with a company called Pixelplex, which is our blockchain engineers, about six, seven months ago. They started building the blockchain and the components of the way blockchain is going to work inside the transportation what will end up being the global direct transportation network and layering in smart executed contract for the relationship, validating insurance information, validating the pickup and delivery location. So the token is validating all the key components of the blockchain that's verifying it, but it's validating all uh, the data points. And so as we move forward, we have a regular monetary shipper to carrier direct. We charge 1% to the shipper and 1% 1% deduction to the carry on the direct payment. So on a $1,000 load, it's $10 to the shipper, $5 load tracking. So it's $15 that he would pay compared to a 20%, right? So it's one and a half percent. And then we deduct $10 or 1% to the carrier. And the payment is pulled upon the rate confirmation from the shipper and held in escrow. And then once the load is delivered through the freight vision and the sign proof of delivery, both sides have a 24-hour window of nothing happens and flags. If they flag it, it's held. If it's not, the system automatically releases directly to the payment, so to the carrier. It's the blockchain component of this is deployed inside our network and deploying into, as we grow it into hundreds of thousands of millions of drivers moving freight, and we're focused on them million loads that are inefficiently being moved, It'll start to quantify. And then as anything, data is the king. That's the new goal, they say. I didn't make that up. Somebody said it and it sounded good. But the point is, it has very valuable information because from insurance or government or fuel, getting the best fuel prices whenever you're in route, various different things that affect. A lot of people don't know that 95% of a dollar of trucking goes out the window in cost, fuel maintenance payment, driver pay, blah, blah, blah. And so the margin, and so every dollar matters to them. And that's why we're building this network. It's for the smaller independent truckers and the drivers to improve their lives, quite frankly, because at every angle, they're getting beat down. If, if there's a late charge that can be assessed, the broker's going to blame the shipper said you wasn't there. I was there. I was waiting in line. And they had a line out. There was a truck broke down. I had to go around, but I was there. They said, you're late. And I'm, I'm deducting $150. What's he going to wow. do? Nothing. He can't prove it. So oh. these are things that, that are going to matter as the industry moves forward with real data. And it'll stop a lot of major shippers paying 30 to 45 days. There's too much value into the direct network that... Removing that 3PL is more costly than going direct and paying a meeting. And, and there's because there's way too much value. So it's, I remember I'm old enough to 20 years ago, a guy goes, 
There's no way anybody will ever pay online. They won't put their credit card banking information. They won't do that. Everybody does it now. And the guy goes, oh, you'll never go without a house phone. You're always going to have a, nobody's got a house. It's the movement of technology and advancement. And people tell, oh, they'll never pay within 24 hours. They won't use a network then because that's the business rule because we have to guarantee payment to the carrier. And the only way we can guarantee payment is to secure that payment at the time the rate confirmation comes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, and there's volume, right? There's literally way too much savings when a Walmart and Amazon or FedEx or the rest of these guys, when they really understand the model and the amount of savings per load that they can save on a day-to-day basis from a network, there's no way they won't come. They have to yeah. because it's going to affect their bottom line. It's going to affect their stock price. You know, and so if I'm upper management, I'm going to say, hey, at least take a look at this and start running some of them so we can evaluate. Because a lot of contractual things too, like large shippers will get into an annual contract with a, with a large trucking company. Why do they, they do that? Because they want to buy capacity. They don't want to have to worry about these 5,000 loads I have every day and if I can find a carrier all the time. Because I'm dealing with headaches with dealing with 10,000 owner-operators. Phone call, they don't answer, and all the other things. If you have a system that's automating all that and you can go to RACT, and you have real time. And then if you don't perform, well, you know what? I got 500,000 other relationships I have direct. I'll just block you. And you won't get free from us anymore from a system standpoint, right? If you don't have your credit card information, it's valid. And you have a subscription and they go bang it and, it, and it's rejected. That cable shut off. Yeah, that's true. Or your phone shut off. That's one bill you're going to, oh, hey. <laughs> uh, I can't call to pay my bill. Mom, can you call and pay my bill? Because I can't call you right? You're hooked to your cell phone now. And that's what lane access is going to be because there's way too much value in the direct model in A to Z of what it has in the form of cost savings that you're going to be forced to come. This is going to be pretty interesting then. So how can people get involved with it and uh, take uh, advantage of it? Yeah, go to laneaccess.com. We got a lot of videos. We got a lot of information. We've been doing this for over a decade. We're just at the point to where technology's here, the market's here, we're coming off a pandemic where more and more people now know what supply chain or quote-unquote trucking is because it impacted their life. And 92% of all products move on a truck. So it's something that really impacts everybody. So we have a campaign that's going on right now in Start Engines. We're Greg CF, which is a crowdfunding. We've raised I think three and a half million or 3.4 million or whatever on there now. We have 5 million max that we're going to raise. We're going to close that. And we're going to focus on building, we've got some industry, we're building our industry advisory board that gives us from user perspective, things that we can improve. That's going to, that's our main focus over the next six months is making it, you know, easier and, and for them to transition to increase volume and things like that within the net. But from, a, from the individual, you know, owner operators and trucking part of it, they love this because this is exactly what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So anything more we need to know about what you guys are doing and how you guys are doing it? No, I think I think there's a lot of information out there, Chris. And if, if somebody's got a question, my, name, my email is rick at laneaccess.com. Email me. I'll be more than happy to answer, get it to you the right person. We have system demos. There's And it's I think it's time for this industry to advance and technologies mm-hmm. here. And I just, I hope that they look at lane access and the value that it's bringing, you know, to the industry. All right. Sounds good. Give us the plugs where people can find you and look you guys up on the interwebs. 
Yeah, so come to laneaccess.com. Look at our digital asset, which is accesstoken.io. We're actually listing the token next 30, June 30th on ProBitch, which is our first public exchange, which is a Korean exchange, our top 25 exchange. Access token will be on uh, ProBit starting then. And then we're going to be adding, I think, about a dozen exchanges over the next two months after that. And there's a lot of different, because the market is volatile, it's really not about that. It's really about the value of the digital assets in the future. I think all of us probably realize in 10 years, it won't be paper money. It'll be a digital movement of that. And ours is just monetizing the digital movement of information that's going to grow in transportation network. There you go. There you go, guys. It's been wonderful to have you on and sharing all the technology with us, Rick, and all the wonderful things that are happening. They're pretty cool. Thank you very much for spending the time. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And thanks to my audience. Be sure to check Rick and his companies out and what he's doing. It's It sounds amazing. Technology, the future, and blockchain. <laughs> there you go. Go to YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. Go to Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Go to all our groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all those different places. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.